Welcome, I am Bree. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, the founder of Femme Fusion Fitness, and the author of Lady Bits, Understand Your Body, Elevate Your Health, and Reclaim Your Spark Naturally. My mission is to build community and awareness around women's wellness and pelvic health. I invite you to listen, laugh, learn about, and love all of the bits that make you whole. Let's go to the show. Hello, my friends. I am so excited to bring another interview to you today. Uh, I want to let you know before we get to the interview, I have a, a wonderful question that I want to answer as well. And regarding the interview, you might actually want to view this on YouTube instead of listening to it on the podcast or do both. But it's it's nice because Dr. Amruta, she tells us uh, some wonderful information about breathing exercises and breathing techniques to help with anxiety, tension, pelvic tension, etc. And it's really, really nice to watch her as she is talking. So this is a video and audio interview. So if you are listening to the podcast and you think to yourself, ooh, I'd really like to see a video version of this as well, then please check out the show notes and I will link to the YouTube video that has our interview in video form. So Please keep listening if you want to listen to the audio version. And also, I want to play a question that I received from Brittany. So this was a question that Brittany sent in. Take a listen, and then I will share my answer. Hello, Dr. Bree. Thank you so much for everything you do for women's health. And I love all of your content on the pelvis. I am a 32-year-old who has had three home births and had a lot of damage to my perineum. Um, there's less than half of it left. Um, there's itty bitty little bit left and I'm concerned about support and was wondering if you had any tips for me. Um, and the fact that my vagina kind of just is hanging loose out there is a little bit uncomfortable. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on that and maybe some other ladies out there relate to me. Thank you. Bye. Brittany, thank you for calling in with your question. And yes, such a uh, traumatic situation that you that you dealt with, really. I mean, the perennial tearing and the perennial trauma that you experienced is going to make it more challenging for you to do things like Kegel Camp and that kind of programming that I have to offer, but I think that it's really, really important for you to give it a try. So that's my first recommendation is to keep up with your pelvic floor strengthening as much as you can. Now, I'm assuming that you've seen a women's health physical therapist. If you have not, then please see if you can contact a women's health physical therapist in your area and uh, check out resources that I have on my channel, such as my uh, Lift program and also my Kegel camp. So I will put links to both of those in the show notes if you don't know what they are and you don't know what I'm referring to. But those are good resources just to work on strengthening the pelvic floor musculature, getting in touch with that part of the body. And in both of those programs, I talk about lifestyle techniques such as um, the decompression breath and bracing before you feel a cough or a sneeze coming on. Those lifestyle techniques are so, so important for you to remember, no matter if you have a, you know, a situation such as Brittany does, or if you have prolapse or bladder leakage, any type of pelvic health issue can be so aided by learning these basic techniques such as 
um, bracing before you cough or sneeze, bracing your pelvic floor. So try it, trying to do a little bit of a kegel and exhaling as you bend forward. Same thing as you lift, you can brace your pelvic floor and you know lift the pelvic floor and hold and exhale as you lift something. All of these basic things are going to help prevent your problem from getting worse. They're going to help prevent problems down the road. So I would just encourage you to really, really, um, you know, speak with a physical therapist for individualized support and then think about those lifestyle tips. They're so, so important. And that bracing is huge. The pelvic brace technique. I talk about it on my channel. I will put some links to YouTube videos that might be helpful about how to lift, how to cough, um, those kinds of things. I'll put those links in the show notes. So I hope that helps a little bit, Brittany. And if nothing else, just know that I'm giving you a big hug and all of my support in this situation. I know that these problems are no fun to deal with, but you know, you're in the right place. Learning about it is the first step. Just learning about your pelvic health and conservative things that you can do to protect your pelvic floor is so, so important. So with all that being said, I encourage everyone to check the show notes for those various links that I'm going to share for Brittany and for anyone else who might benefit from them. And also know that this show is brought to you by some of the um, products and programs that I support. So check out some of my favorite things. Uh, if you shop through my links, it helps support the show and you will love what I, what I love. I I'm pretty sure. I mean, I love them for real. Like gorilla mats is one of my favorite things that I just, I love my gorilla mat every day that I step on it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. I have this huge extra large fitness mat. Um, I also love my Rasa. I drink it every single morning. It helped me get off caffeine. I love my Uveda supplements. And I love recommending Mutu System as another um, item for people who are wanting that foundational core support that somebody like Brittany might really benefit from, especially if you are, you know, kind of Maybe you've gone through my Kegel camp. Maybe you want even more of a foundational approach. Mutu system might be just the thing for you. So check out Mutu as well. All of the information to all of these amazing, amazing resources can be found in the show notes. So without further ado, let me please introduce you to Dr. Amruta Inamdar, and she's going to be sharing all about pranayama breathing techniques that can help with anxiety, pelvic tension, etc. And please remember that if you feel like you'd benefit from watching a video version of this as well, the link to her, you know, the, the YouTube version of this interview where there's video and audio is in those show notes. So the show notes are hugely important for this episode. Take a look and let's get right to our interview with Dr. Amruta. Hello, my friends. I'm really excited for this podcast and hopefully videocast too, because there's going to be some really cool techniques that we're going to be sharing today. Uh, I have somebody, a guest with me that I'm really, really so happy to introduce to you. She's going to be talking about pranayama, so breathing techniques to help with pain, tension, and we're also going to bring in just, you know, even if you don't experience pain and tension in your body, anxiety, just basically relief from all of those things, which I'm sure all of us have experienced at some point, and many of us are experiencing right now during this kind of challenging time in history. So welcome Dr. Amruta Inamdar to my 
show. You want to say hi Thank to everyone? You. Yes. Hello. And I've been following Brie for a long, long, long time. I'm one of probably her biggest fans. So this is really like a dream come true for me. Thank you so much, Brie, for having me on this show tonight. Oh, what a blessing. I'm so happy <laughs> to have you on. So let me just give you a brief little background and then I'm gonna we're gonna dive into the subject. This is gonna be a really, really actionable kind of like take home tip show. And so please, you know, definitely tune in for the long haul. This is going to be a really good one. So Dr. Amruta is a physical therapist who specializes in pelvic health rehabilitation. She believes in combining her knowledge of Eastern healing philosophies with evidence-based Western medicine to provide a holistic approach to recover af recovery after birth. Dr. Enamdar has trained with industry leaders in the field of pelvic pain rehabilitation, both in the United States and in India. She brings a wealth of knowledge from 13 years of clinical experience and has successfully treated over 5,000 patients, you guys. This woman knows her stuff. Yes, I'm really, really a huge proponent of bringing the worlds of Eastern and Western medicine together. There is so much wisdom from the traditional medicine, and particularly right. from my perspective, I I love, um, you know, Ayurveda and medicine that I'm sure, you know, you are very familiar with and yeah. the pranayama and the yogic tradition that, that I was trained in. And I'm still just such a beginner. I mean, thousands and thousands of years of knowledge here. Of course, I'm still a beginner. I'll never even scratch the surface of this vast, vast wealth of knowledge of, you know, yogic philosophy and Ayurvedic medicine and just all of the Eastern philosophies, they're so broad and so varied and so deep. But I want to talk specifically about pranayama today. That's your, one of your specialties. So what is pranayama? Like what, let's start there. Yeah. So pranayama, like uh, in PT school or even in school here, we are taught about different breathing exercises, right? Pranayama is slightly different in a way. It is the way by which you modulate your prana shakti. Okay, so pranayama in its word itself means it's a combination of two words, prana, that is cosmic energy, and ayama, that means union, okay, or control. Ayama is control. So basically, it's a method by which you control the cosmic energy that comes in and out of your body, and you do that through breath. So that is pranayama. So it goes beyond just simple breathing exercises. It actually is a very powerful technique by which you actually modulate the way your body responds to different stimuli in this world. Wow, I love that. Do you ever explain this? to? Because I love that you just used this languaging that I just gives me shivers and chills of excitement. Mm. I love talking about energy and, you know, cosmic energy. That's so cool. But I would say in Western, you know, as an American myself, yeah. In Western medicine, that's not really languaging that's used. And so, do right. you ever experience resistance to that with your patients? Or I'm just curious to know, like, how right. do you manage that? Right. So, in the beginning, I like, you know, I used to explain it the way I was taught, right? That was in the Eastern philosophy. But then I started encountering slight resistance in the sense that people were not able to quite get the concept, right? Because our training here in the United States is completely different. It's more evidence-based, right? So that's when I decided that I have to look into literature to be able to blend in what's available through literature 
and blend in the Eastern thoughts and see if I could plug them together. Because, you know, as much as the Eastern knowledge is important, the evidence-based practice is equally important. So you really need to gel both of them in order to get the best product out, right? So let me explain a little bit um, in a more westernized uh, school of thought. Uh, pranayama does make a lot of sense because it actually modulates your sympathetic. That means your flight and flight response, fight and flight response, right? And your parasympathetic, that means your rest and relaxation response. Right, so there are very few things or very few modalities in this um, Western medicine that's available uh, that do this without medication. Right, so basically, pranayama is a technique by which you try to control your breath in order for you to be able to modulate or change between sympathetic and parasympathetic balance in your body. And I think that's the key because a lot of us are always in sympathetic overdrive. You know, that means we are always running behind something. We are goal oriented or on the other side, we are in pain, you know? So both those factors are highly, highly stimulating for the sympathetic nervous system. And when that sympathetic nervous system overtakes our whole physiology, there are so many bad effects that it could happen because it's like, you know, your body is designed to be in balance, you know. And if one side starts overtaking the other, the other side kind of gets defeated. And then there are, uh, you know, uh, side effects like unrelenting pain, blood pressure, anxiety, sometimes even depression because body goes into too much overdrive and then collapses. Yeah. So, you know, so that's how we explain pranayama from uh, a Western point of view. But I think it's a very powerful uh, way to modulate your body response to different external stimuli just through your simple breath. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you said it's the only way we have besides medication. So medication is sort of the, the Western prescription for anxiety, pain, stress, that kind of thing. Right. This uh-huh. breathing is the more, you know, traditional medic medication in air quotes. Right. You know? <laughs> it's, the, it's the natural right. medication. It's, it's exactly. It's holistic. It's the way by which you allow nature to kind of calm down your symptoms. Sometimes uh, in my clinical practice, like, you know, if the symptoms are too severe, yes, we do resort to you know, medication that may need be needed to calm down the symptoms a little bit. But if you uh, couple that with pranayama breathing, then you should be able to get off that medication quickly rather than being in the loop of medication, symptom freeness, then again medication. You know, you don't want to be stuck in that loop. So pranayama definitely helps to get out of that loop to be able to break that loop and just resort in something more holistic, something more natural that does not have any side effects because remember any medication is going to be followed by physical side effects Mm -hmm. so that's that's what i like about this oh i agree absolutely the no side effects is huge and actually i mean i've personally experienced i've played with pranayama myself as well and i've experienced Uh very positive side effects i mean including I, I actually am a proponent of breathing exercises and calming the nervous system as a weight loss activity because it really helps manage your stress and your cortisol levels. And I mean, you can speak to this better than I, I can, but I mean, it calms everything down and that's actually a really good place to be in because then you're not 
stress eating and you're not holding on to those stress hormones that do kind of pack on the pounds through the midsection. So I actually feel lighter. I literally feel when I'm less stressed, like when there's less weight of the world on my shoulders, I feel like my body is physically lighter as well. I, I, I can actually look at the scale and feel like the, see the numbers, you know, going down a little bit. Like I, I've definitely at <laughs> myself. Yes. I mean, definitely cortisol levels, if they are higher, you tend to retain more of water because the body thinks there's something that's severely stressing your physiology. And that's why body tries to conserve, yeah. you know, so even though you're like running and running and exercising to death, nothing is changing on the scale because there's a lot of water retention. You are in a cortisol overdrive and the body really doesn't know what to do. Body thinks it's like a stressor. Something is attacking the body. So body, till the body doesn't calm down, you will not lose weight. Yeah. Like one of my friends, literally, she stopped. Um, she was in doing like an, a very stressful. She was a lawyer. She did something that was extremely stressful every day, right? Her job was extremely stressful. When she left, quit her job, and started doing pranayama and more holistic stuff, her weight, Brianne, dropped by like 30 pounds. Wow. Believe yeah. that. Like, you know. I love so it. It's that. amazing. That is amazing. And that, yeah, great. That supports what I was saying is that breathing is a yes. weight activity. So, well, let's, <laughs> let's steer it toward our topic, of course, which is about pain, tension. We, I mean, we've, we've talked about the anxiety, but I mean, how, how could we say that pranayama could actually affect pelvic pain? and tension in particular. Right. So I'm going to uh, base my conversation more on the physiology, like Western school of thought, because I kind of resonate to that more because that's more reasonable. Like, you know, in the sense you can reason it out and you can really, um, oh, my part, my iPad came out. No worries. That's okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I have this little pelvic model here. Okay, and um, I hope everyone can see that. So basically, before I explain what is uh, what I'm going to say, I want everyone to understand that diaphragm to begin with. So basically, pranayam is a breathing exercise, right? So all of us know that diaphragm is our primary muscle of breathing, right? Now, diaphragm is connected 360 degrees around the ribs. So it's not like a two-dimensional structure, right? It's literally an umbrella sitting inside our body and it's attached to all the ribs, right? It's also very important to know that diaphragm, like the action of the diaphragm is directly mirrored by the pelvic floor, right? So when the diaphragm descends, the pelvic floor descends under normal circumstances, okay? So it's literally an action like this. When the diaphragm lets go, the pelvic floor uh, ascends and vice versa. So what happens with chronic pelvic pain or with any kind of painful stimuli are breathing changes, right? So whenever there's a nociceptive stimuli, like suppose, like forget about pelvic pain. If you get stabbed in your foot with some kind of thorn or a stone, right? What happens? <gasps> this is what happens, right? And then a lot of times when this stimuli is, stimulus is chronic, like, you know, the pain just doesn't go away or the pain doesn't budge, the body does not is not able to be like come back into its regular rhythm of breathing right so have you seen like a baby who is anxious about getting milk or who is who really wants to get her mama to hold her what happens the baby baby is breathing two hours <laughs> <Yes>. right <laughs> right 
Now that's exactly what happens when we are in pain or, you know, when there's a chronic painful stimuli that just doesn't go for some reason, the whole breathing changes. Now physiologically, that means your diaphragm is not working at an optimal capacity. Your ribs are not moving. Your diaphragm is not working at an optimal capacity. And what happens is that directly reflects into the way your pelvic floor muscles behave, mm-hmm. right? So the, to make the long story short, basically, if your diaphragm is not moving okay, your pelvic floor is not going to move okay. And that kind of gets into like this vicious cycle where you don't know what to do. The pain just doesn't go away. Right. So that's that's where pranayama comes in. With pranayama, you're actually able to regain the movement of the diaphragm optimally and automatically, even before the pelvic floor knows, it's an automatic response. Once the diaphragm starts moving, the pelvic floor starts moving. A lot of times pain could be because of the like relentless lactic acid that's getting accumulated in the muscles causing trigger point. Just pure movement, the ability of the muscle to let go flushes out the lactic acid. So, you know, there are studies that have shown that pranayama affects the uh, pain response of the body. But this is how physiologically, like with the pelvic floor, it's directly associated. Like once the diaphragm starts working, your pelvic floor is going to start relaxing. That's how it's going to start working together. You explained that so beautifully. Thank you so much. That was really, really nice. Breathing is such a big piece of the pelvic pain course that I just released that's for men. And it's it's a huge piece. And the way you explained that just there about how when you get that breathing going, it just naturally gets the pelvic floor moving again is beautiful. Uh, I've you. always loved the saying that motion is lotion. And so, you know, yeah. you've got to get, get things moving just somehow, just get it moving. And that is going to yeah. be the, the lubricating lotion that kind of uh-huh. the pain go away. So you just sum that up perfectly. So, I mean, how do you incorporate breathing exercises into rehab protocols with your patients? Quickly, I'd also say, how can people do this also at home? Because I know yeah. particularly right now in this time in history, a lot of people can't even make it into their PT. Right. Right. So before I go into how to do pranayama, I just wanted to do uh, give you two quick tidbits about research as to what research is saying about pranayama. Perfect. Okay. So I did refer to the International Journal of Yoga, and there have been recent studies as recent as 2018 that were done, which show that uh, the autonomic system can be modulated. In other words, the sympathetic and parasympathetic response can be modulated with pranayama. Uh, and they did measure decrease in heart rate, decrease in blood pressure, and increased parasympathetic response. So that means calming mm-hmm. measure. So, you know, there's strong clinical evidence. So what we are going to learn now has a strong evidence-based backing. So I'm glad. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Okay. So let's learn about um, how we could do these exercises at home. Okay, so as we were talking about, uh, we are going to modulate our breathing. Okay, so a lot of people, a lot of times, are not used to doing these, right? So you're not going to go into the core of it directly before just observing your breath work. Okay, so the first step would be to sit on something that is not painful. So you should not be in pain when you begin with 
doing pranayama, right? So for people with any kind of back pain, pelvic pain, you know, where you have pain with sitting, find like a comfortable cushion like I'm sitting on or, you know, something that gives you more comfort. Sometimes sitting on a cushy chair could also do or anything that could like, you know, take you out of that painful zone of sitting. Okay, so that's the number one step. The second step is your spine should be as erect as possible because as we are trying to breathe in and out, we want the diaphragm to be at an optimal mechanical uh, position, optimal position of advantage where it could really work at its best capacity. Okay, so if I sit like this and try to do pranayama, my body will not be able to, you know, my diaphragm cannot move even if it wants to, right? So it's very important that you sit with your spine straight. Sometimes what helps is, I'm gonna move this back so that everyone could see this. Okay, so you sit on something higher and you let your folded feet come down. So that automatically corrects my spine. I don't have to try to keep my spine straight, right? So that is gonna be my basic position. For people who cannot get their feet low, they could have support, like, you know, a load here, or something that could, you know, keep you more comfortable. But the point is that your spine should be straight. That's how pranayama is gonna work, okay? Now, the first uh, exercise that I recommend is taking something like a belt that would give you a reinforcement and just take it towards your lower ribs. So this is like a pre-pranayama exercise that all of us should do, especially if you're not used to doing any pranic modulation of your breath, okay? so. You're going to take this around the lower border of your ribcage, right? Hold it snug with both your hands. So you should not kill yourself holding it very tight, but it should be snug enough. And then you're going to close your eyes and see if you could actually breathe into the belt, right? That way you will be more aware of the movement of your ribs. And that is critical when you do pranayama, okay? So give it a little pressure. I'm going to demonstrate two rounds of breath. So you see how the belt is moving. I don't know whether you're able to see this, but the belt should be moving out and in. That means your ribs are moving, right? So if you if you feel like your ribs are not moving at all, then there are other things that you could do, like lying down on your side. Should I demonstrate that as oh, well? Go ahead. Yeah? This, this is wonderful. Okay. And I'm doing it <laughs> Thank now. You. I'm practicing just because I don't have a belt, but I, you know, you could kind of get a similar effect by just holding on. But I think that belt would be a right. really nice, a nice addition. Right, reinforcement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you lie down with like a pillow or a cushion underneath, so basically be comfortable, right? When you're lying down, and what you're going to do is put one hand on the lower rib cage, right on your side, and just breathe into this hand. So you're going to inhale. And exhale. One more inhale. And exhale. So basically, that hand is going to give you like what we call a proprioceptive feedback, where the body knows to push against the hand, and that's how the ribcage opens. That's the easiest way to actually do it. So once, so. I'm going to assume that we all have done this and, you know, we have practiced this precursor and then I'm going to tell you the next step. Okay, so yes, we are, we are all good in rib mobility and we are ready to do the pranayam. Okay, so you have to remember that in pranayam, when you breathe in through your left nostril, 
you are trying to stimulate the parasympathetic system. When you breathe in through your right nostril, you're trying to uh, stimulate the sympathetic system. That means your body is going to try and get going, try and get you know excited about moving or you know doing something. Parasympathetic system stimulation is going to cause your body to calm down, right? So I'm going to show you two different types of pranayamas that everyone could do, and they're very safe even with uh, with pain people, right? So the first is called as the anulom vilom. Okay, so that means uh, this is the pranayam in which you are gonna actually balance out the sympathetic and parasympathetic system. So we are gonna start by breathing in through the left and breathing out through the right. Okay, you will observe when you're trying to do this that one side of your nose is always blocked, right? So ideally, if you're healthy and there's no problem, no issues with your system, you should observe that in the morning time, your right nostril should be working better than your left. And at night, your left nostril should be better than your right. I mean, the air flow, right? That's in normal situation. However, sometimes, you know, you feel sluggish or there's something very subtle going on. You know, you're fighting a virus nowadays, like, you know, you're fighting a virus or you're fighting something and your body uh, is not, the way it should be in that case you would observe that when you wake up in the morning your left nostril is still going uh, going uh, dominant and your right nostril is dormant so there's a technique by which you could actually modulate your right and left so which so one my, is my left nostril is definitely stuffy right now like it feels kind of plugged up my left side so yeah what is so that let me see. so at your place what time is it now for me, it's 4.30 p.m. Yeah, so you basically are still working. You're focusing mentally on what I'm saying, right? So mm -hmm. your, your right side of the brain is more stimulated right now. You're more productive. But before you go to bed, ideally, your left nostril should be working. So there's a simple technique that actually helps you modulate that. So that's pretty interesting. So when you're trying to start the anulom vilom pranayam, you're going to try and press on the right armpit okay right armpit inside right and you're going to just take in some deep breath so when you do this a few times what happens is uh this could take like a couple minutes so but what happens is when you press on your right armpit your left nostril gets more free It is. It is. Right? <laughs> it is. Breathing out, it felt a lot clearer. It was just like there was no stuffiness. Yeah. That's the trick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you press on the right armpit, your left nostril is going to activate. And when you press on the left uh, left armpit, your right nostril is going to activate. So when you do anulom vilom, you're trying to balance out both your right and your left nostrils, right? So you have to do two minutes of breathing with your hand here and two minutes of breathing with your hand here. Again, I tried to find evidence for this technique. There's none. So basically, this, this is wisdom that's been passed down through generations, but it works. So, yeah. so, so do this two minutes, two minutes, and then we are going to start with anulom vilom, right? So finally, what you're going to do is you're going to close off your right nostril first. So the rule is to breathe in through your left breathe out through your right 
Okay, so you're going to close off your right nostril, breathe in through your left, take in as deep a breath, then close off your left nostril, breathe out through your right. Again, now keep the right nostril open. You're going to breathe in through your right. Close the right nostril. Breathe out through your left. Okay, so it gets a little confusing for some people who have no background about pranayama. You might have to rewind and view this part of the uh, instruction. But once you get this, you'll observe that you know you're you're slowly starting to balance out the breathing so let me cue you once more through the instructions just so that it gets super clear you know because when i do tell this to my patients who have no background in pranayama they're like breathing through left and then breathe a white like you know this <laughs> so let me give you an instruction once more okay so it's like it's super simple you have two nostrils you're going to close out the right right use your thumb and your middle finger so we use the thumb and the middle finger in the beginning don't make it that uh, more difficult like you know just use whatever fingers you want if you have no idea but uh, block your right nostril breathe in through your left so take in as deep a breath right and then you're going to close both nostrils now open the right nostril breathe out and now don't close off the right nostril yet. You're going to take in a deep breath through the right nostril. Close the right nostril and breathe out. Okay, so this is basically the technique of uh, Anulom Vilom. You have to observe though that your exhalation and your inhalation in the beginning, exhalation and inhalation should be uh, equal in amount. And then slowly as you progress, your exhale has to be longer than your inhale. Okay, so you're trying to get your body to breathe less number of times. And that way you're trying to calm down the nervous system. So that's one technique. Okay, for your pain patients, uh, women who have pelvic pain, you could actually do the same technique in lying down position with uh, a load under your leg. So let me just demonstrate so that. Uh, you know, it gets super clear. So you're going to keep something under your feet so that you feel kind of calm in your spine, you know. And then you could either keep your legs crisscrossed or you could just let your legs rest like that, right? So you're going to keep your, so I'm going to, this is my comfort zone. So I'm going to lay down like that. That way your pelvis is a little bit elevated. Sometimes Elevating your pelvis on the load also helps because that helps decongestion of the area. You know how we do inverted postures? This is a similar concept. You're trying to raise the pelvis above the ground so that you're trying to get the uh, decongestion basically going on. And then you could do anulom vilom in this position. Or if this is too much, then you could just lie down with your legs like that and do the same technique. So you'll inhale through your left, close out both nostrils, exhale through the right, inhale through the right, close out both nostrils, exhale through the left. So this, this could be used for your pelvic pain patients, you know, who are struggling with pain, 
not just pelvic pain any kind of pain like you know pain is basically a sign that your body is in a sympathetic overdrive mm -hmm. so that's one technique I love it. That oh. was really well demonstrated. I and it's such a balancing breathing pattern. I think anybody could do that every day and just start their day off on a really, really good note. Yes. Uh huh. No doubt about it. Like you know, um, you you can. I mean, you yourself will be able to. Like whoever will try this will be able to know that in a few days, the same kind of situation doesn't let your heart rate raise so much. Yeah. You know, like. I'm standing here waiting for the subway. Subway is not here. Like my heart is racing. I'm going to be late. Doesn't affect you much because now your sympathetic and parasympathetic systems are well balanced. Yeah. So, and also it, it keeps disease away, by the way. Oh, so, yeah. Great. Yeah. For immune so, yeah. Yeah. It's extremely good for the immune system. You don't get sick as much. Um, you don't get flared as much. Like, you know, uh, as simple things that some like uh, I have observed in my case I'm a little intolerant to gluten when I'm very con consistent with doing this I can eat gluten and I don't have any flare-up wow mm -hmm. you know because then the system is calmed down so the system can do its work yes yes you oh know? that is amazing I love that okay good so then what's the next technique I'm excited for this okay so the next technique is called as Brahmari. Okay, so Brahmari in Sanskrit means the humming noise that being that produced by a honeybee, like a, or a, you know, like a yellow jacket, what we call here in the United States, right? So it's basically transmitting your own voice signal through the bony contours of your skull, which produces like a vibration kind of a sound effect, and that kind of calms down the uh brain activity so i was looking at some research yesterday because i really wanted to give you the most updated latest cutting edge what's there what they have found out is with brahmari pranayama the the theta nerve i mean the theta wave brain activity of your brain is decreased that means your brain basically goes into a relaxed state right so brahmari is it's it's very easy what you have to learn is ujjayi breathing that means you're you're going to try and Make a sound like you're snoring. So your, your vocal cords have to be partially closed. Okay. In the beginning, it may feel a little weird, but try it when no one is around you. In the beginning, if you are a little embarrassed, uh, the vocal cords have to be partially shut and you have to breathe in through those partially shut vocal cords. So let me demonstrate. I don't know how well it comes through with the voice, but I'm going to try my best. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, vocal cords are now partially shut. It's more of a, you know, it's more of a breathing that you could hear on a person who needs CPAP. It's, yeah, it's back there. And I've described it in the past and heard it described as um, like you're going like to clean your sunglasses and you go, but then you keep your mouth closed. It's sort of a, <laughs> yeah. Describe. Or yeah. like Darth Vader breathing. That's the other way they describe it is like the sound of Darth Vader breathing from Star Wars. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh-huh yeah that's where yes mm -hmm. so uh that's the way we are going to use the breath right so it's not going to be a clean breath it's going to be a more of a ujjayi breath that means dark veda breathing right and what we have to do is we have to shut our ears close okay so don't do it before i finish the instructions <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you won't know so shut your ears close and 
the pinky finger should close your nostril so basically you are closing out all the openings of your face right so you are closing out your ears you are closing out your nose the uh, middle finger i mean the ring finger stays in your in the on the inside of your eyes and the two fingers on the pineal gland so it's a little so i'll show yeah so it's like this yes and all you're going to do <laughs> it's like wearing glasses right and all you're going to do is shut the opening close and you're going to try and do take in a deep breath ujjayi and then hum like that okay i'm doing it wow it's weird <laughs> yeah it it is weird like you know but you would notice that your skull literally vibrates when you do this like you could feel the sensation going around the bony contours and that has actually shown to decrease the theta nerve uh, theta wave activity in the brain so so to be clear you you pinch off the ear thing yeah, on the pinch little, the little area yeah so you, so you basically you should not hear anything when you're doing this right it should be like you know you're completely drawn in so no external stimuli your ears are closed your eyes are closed your nose is closed and you're going to take so you're going to take in a deep breath before you close your nose right that's when i got tripped up so i actually was closed my nose first and i then tried to take a deep breath and then yeah. i so okay no 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 yeah. so take in a deep breath even before anything happens with the closure right take in a deep breath ujjayi then close it off and then hum so let's try yeah but uh, you know in the beginning it may be claustrophobic a little bit but with practice it it's a very effective technique yeah crazy okay that's really cool mm -hmm. okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and, you know uh, this this actually is excellent for calming down everything that's in the overdrive so that's that's good I love that. I love that. And everyone can use that right now. Like this day everyone can use that. And uh the principles of sound are that you, like have you ever tried like a like a hammer you bang a hammer like the one that we check our reflexes with you see how the hammer vibrates right? The same thing goes on when when you hit your skull or any bone with sound. Sound is very powerful. They have those sound therapy bars nowadays, right? Sound therapy chambers where they uh you know buzz on different gongs and you are exposed to the sound so you over here you make use of your own sound wavelengths to calm your system down i so love very, very i love that these techniques are free as well like we can do them yeah. at home they're completely free i mean sound baths are amazing i've been to some sound healing things and they're they're worth every penny but sometimes when you don't have access or the finances to go to something like that you can just do this at home your own sound healing that's amazing right so that's another uh very very powerful uh technique actually i love so it i think yeah was there anything else you wanted to share because i know that our time is limited together right so you know what i would encourage people to do is even before pranayama like go back and review your diaphragmatic breathing techniques like you know even before you venture into pranayama because pranayama is literally it's it's like you know third grade level work you have to start with the first grade right so and uh, i mean there are so many more advanced pranayama techniques 
but uh, due to the limitation of time and it really takes some practice before you actually could go to that level uh, but these two are the safest and the easiest to practice and right now in this current like world situation we really want our system to calm down so you know those these two pranayamas will help you calm your system down and again again as you said it's free so you know all you need is some discipline and a place where no one is going to bother you for 10 minutes and you could do it totally and uh, there's no limitation about when you could do it you could do it anytime ideally you should do it early in the morning or right before you go to bed try not to do it with a full stomach like you know don't do it after like a full tummy after meal because you know that's going to affect the diaphragmatic descent but otherwise like you know when you're relatively empty stomach you could do it wow this has been amazing i am so excited to share this with my community and i want to thank you so much um, for being here and sharing this with us and how can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about you and your work sure so um uh, my instagram handle is at dr my first name and last name amruta inamdar so it's a little complicated i think brie will help us out with that right <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and uh, my the Facebook page is the same. My first name, last name, Amruta Inamdar, and last name, and um, pelvic health physical therapist. That's so you could follow me on Instagram and Facebook. If anyone would like like a PDF copy of what we have learned today, I would be happy to share that because I really, really believe in spreading the message. You know, to and I want to follow brief footsteps. She is spreading such amazing knowledge and everything is for free. You know, it's like the more you give, the more you receive. That's, that's, the, that's the law of the universe. So, you know, if anyone is interested in knowing more, I would be happy, happy to help. That way. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And yes, all of the information will be in the show notes um, and video notes, whatever we want to call that. So definitely check that out. Thank you so much for being here and I'll be talking to you again soon. Thank you so much, Brie, for giving me a chance to be on your show with such a big following. I'm telling you, this is a dream come true for me. <laughs> so thank, thank you for believing in me and giving me a chance to talk to your community. It's my pleasure. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the entire show. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend. Let her know how it helped you and what you learned and why she might like it too. And if you would like a free downloadable video portfolio that includes the inner core energizer routine that's found in my book, Lady Bits, plus the first seven days of my ab camp series, simply leave a review of this podcast on iTunes and then send a screenshot of, of your review to me, Brianne, at femfusionfitness.com. Again, that's Brianne at femfusionfitness.com. I will personally get back to you with your free downloadable video portfolio. I will see you next time. And remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit.